With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to our Sunday service. Where I guess you might say summer is fleeting by. Fall uh, starts what sometime this week, doesn't it? No, just what day? But anyway, the weather seems to have already made the adjustment for fall weather, and it's sort of enjoyable, comfortable, and uh, good uh, good weather to enjoy. So we do welcome you here this morning. We've had a good day so far already at Pleasant Hill. We baptized one and two families come forward and transferred their membership into the church. And another one wants to be baptized next Sunday. So we're looking forward to that. So uh, we uh, certainly uh, appreciate what the day has brought to us already. So uh, as we continue on... uh, we want to uh, go to the Lord in prayer and just give him thanks for everything he has done for us. And uh, who do we need to, at this time, uh, lift up on our prayer uh, chain or request? That, uh, any updates? Uh, he had them started yesterday. I know I talked to him last week. He's, he was... The process of going back to Dr. Rogers and getting, uh, I think everything worked out. So remember, Ron, as he goes through uh, this uh, dental uh, procedures, and uh, everything will be comfortable and good for him. I'm sure somebody mentioned it during uh, Sunday school, but they took Kenny down about an hour ago to do surgery. He's got blood clot in his lung. Who was that? Kenny Williams, Brayden. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I didn't know his first name. I was doing it with Mr. Williams. So let's remember uh, Kenny and uh, certainly uh, Hope and Brayden, the children. Uh, others that uh, Irene, you have any update on Peggy? And, uh, uh, she went back to D and they suggested chemo. Is she going to do it, Francis or John? Is she going to do it? Okay, let's remember Peggy uh, Fleener and, uh, of course, Harry. It affects both of them at their age and everything. So, uh, and let's, yeah, John lost his brother, what, about a little over a week ago? So, they uh, had, what, the burial was last Monday, wasn't it? That the, so, remember him. Uh, others uh, well Harrison what's the latest on him He's still, in heart, still at VA so but they did determine that what his heart is that right I think Kim said something that uh, it had to do with this metformin that he's taken I take it I don't know uh, but I've seen on the internet where a lot of doctors are saying don't take it. Uh, so I I need to talk to somebody and see what the deal may be with that. But uh, anyway, she thought that that might be one of the problems with uh, his troubles. That what his heart, but it was some kind of reaction uh, to the medication, especially this metformin. So I don't know uh, what they have determined or will determine yet. But let's do remember Harrison and. Uh, Irene, as they go through this uh, waiting period to see what uh, may happen. Uh, 
Charlotte Good, she's in the rehab in Kingsport. Uh, she's getting a little bit of movement in her side. Uh, said this morning, I thought she may get to come home maybe the end of this week. So that's a good sign that there's a little bit of movement there and uh, improvement. So let's remember her. Others? I've got a special unspoken. Okay. Tammy Morlock. Yeah, she lost her daughter. She's really in bad shape. The hell was her daughter? 35. 30, hmm. I just remember Tammy and this loss of her younger daughter. Others? Okay, Linda. I guess Tom has a great niece too, doesn't he? <laughs> okay. Now let's do remember uh, this uh, new birth. So, uh, others. Let's remember all the ones who aren't with us for whatever uh, reasons. Uh, so, uh, they'll be back with us as soon as possible. Let's remember. Need to remember Shay and Emma's nanny. Shay and Emma's nanny, okay. Need to remember Joanne Weber too because she's been at the emergency room this week and uh, she's not feeling well. Did you say Joanne? Okay. Others? Well, we want to be with us tonight in the board meeting as we discuss uh, actions and things of, before the church that we will do what needs to be done to continue to move this church forward and <coughs> to be an active voice in this community. Are there others we need to lift up? Brenda had a special request. Anybody have an unspoken? Well, let's go to the Lord Father, we come to you on this beautiful Lord's Day. And as we enter your house, we come with a thankful heart. And just thankful, Father, for everything that you have done for each one of us. We depend on you and we look to you each day, Father, for all the blessings, all the joys that you have promised to us. And we're just thankful, Father, that you are there for us and with us whenever we call upon your name because we know that you hear our prayers and you answer according to your will, according to your time schedule. So, Father, we're just, again, thankful that we have someone to call upon when things get beyond our control, but yet we know someone who is in charge, has the answers for us, and is always there, true and faithful, whenever we call upon your name. Father, as we lift up today the names of these loved ones and also the uh, unspoken request, you know who they are and you know what their needs are. So, Father, we just place them today into your care and just ask that you will continue to be with each one as they 
uh, have their difficult times and just pray, Father, for uh, relieving, coming soon, and uh, they'll be back with their complete and whole self as quickly as possible. We ask now that you would continue to bless this church, the many activities that are planned for the closing uh, quarter of this church year as we prepare uh, for our charge conference and start making plans for the year 2018, Father, that you will just give us the wisdom and the uh, foresight to make the decisions that will affect this church, this congregation, and will continue to bring this church moving forward. Father, now go with us through the uh, remainder of this day and this service. Bring us back into your house this Wednesday night for our Bible study, and then next week for our uh, weekly Sunday school and worship service. These things we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If our ushers will come forward at this time, we'll receive our morning tithes and offerings. Our Heavenly Father, as we again today receive this offering in the name of your Son, we're thankful for all the blessings that he has given to each one of us. Now, Father, may we, through this offering in your Son's name, help someone in need today where they would come to realize the love and concern that is out there for them. And that great love and concern comes from you and your Son, also from this congregation, as we share the same concerns, and that they would come to know that someone does care and love them. So, Father, as we receive this offering, we give thankfully for everything that you have done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, we welcome you here this morning, and the couple just come in, we welcome you and hope we make you feel at home. Uh, Sammy, is this someone you need to make your speech to, or do you know? Uh, well, Sammy's got a speech. <laughs> 
we're glad to have you and uh, do come back and be with us. Uh, this morning, I want to uh, turn to a couple of readings uh, to you uh, or for you. Uh, first one is Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 through 7, and then Matthew. 24 verses 37 through 39 and again I would ask those who are able to stand as we read God's word to please stand as we go to the word of God as we go to Genesis chapter 6 starting with verse 5 through 7 it says and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil Continually, And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. And then we go over to the 24th chapter of uh, St. Matthew Verses 37 through 39 <coughs> says, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also be the coming of the Son of Man, the Word of God for the people of God, and may God add His blessing to the reading of His Word. Uh, today, I want to speak to you a little bit about how things or the things that we see happening today in our society uh, and wonder why we don't get more discouraged than we do as all of the things that we see going on and it continues seemingly to get worse and worse and as we read there in the sixth chapter of Genesis when God looked down on the earth and saw what was going on it says, basically, that he was just disgusted. In other words, said he was sad that he had even created a situation that could get into uh, that condition or into that shape. Can you imagine how bad it must be for God to give up or for God to get disgusted as to what he sees? Uh, Seemingly, they were living in a lifestyle that we've talked about before that is a lifestyle of anything goes. Whatever makes you feel good, whatever makes you happy, it's acceptable to us. Just enjoy yourself. Have a good time. Don't worry about the consequences that you may be facing uh, later on. Uh, just enjoy yourself. Have a good time. Then, we read there in Matthew, 
a sign or maybe a warning or a thought that God gave to us as to what the situation may be, what we could be expecting to be happening just before Christ comes back for the second coming. And as we look at our society today and we see all of the things that are going on, it just makes you wonder, how close are we to seeing that eastern sky open up and Christ coming back to set up his kingdom, to bring to this earth the utopia that he thought he was creating there in the Garden of Eden. But yet we saw where the devil disrupted. The devil came in as he always does and brings spoil to what is good. So as we see things happening today, we hear talk. You may have seen some of them on the internet or some of the newspapers or on the newscasts uh, regarding all of these uh, hurricanes we're having, the fires out in the western states, and even there was talk, uh, even going back to the solar eclipse, that maybe this was a sign from God, that he was sort of telling us to wake up giving us a warning. Now, if he was, I, I can't say, that, that's above, as I say, that's above my pay grade to go into, dwell into, uh, is he giving us signs or not? I don't know. Only God knows for sure. But we do know that he did say there would be signs, there would be indications of how things would be just before we see the second coming. So it's something to think about. It, it's something to give our thought to. It's something to be concerned about. Certainly we are living in trying times. And it's no wonder that we often wonder well, just what does tomorrow hold for us? Will there be a tomorrow? We're not promised. We just live one day at a time. We go one day at a time. And that's all that God has promised us. So, yes, we need to be concerned about what is happening here in uh, this uh, world that we're living in. It seems like all we hear about anymore is the terrorism and uh Evil things is happening. Suicide missions. Just recently, we remembered, I don't know if you can say we celebrated, but we remembered 9-11, which was a tragedy that we will always hold dear, will always remember, will always be a reminder to us just what it is we face. You know, we talk a lot about Israel and how they're always under the constant threats of 
be attacked and everything. Well, basically, we are getting close to being in that same situation. We're almost, if we're not living, the same scenarios that the Israel goes through every day. We don't know when the next attack may come. We don't know where it will be. We don't know how severe it may be. But we know that there are people out there who are wanting to bring harm to us. The harm they're wanting to bring to us goes beyond what the old devil has planned for us. The devil's wanting to kill our soul, whereas the terrorists are wanting to kill our physical body as well as our soul. Now, back in the days of Noah, it says, they were living a haughty lifestyle, you might say. And we see almost the same situation going on today as we did back then. Uh, people don't seem to be concerned. Uh, anything that pertains to our spiritual morals, our values, the things that we believe in, they're being put down. They're being, you might say, tossed out the window. Nobody pays any attention to them. Nobody cares about them. You see, all of the things that just a few years ago, we wouldn't even have thought would even be a part of our society. And you wonder how much worse is it going to get? We see same-sex marriages. We see the homosexuality. We see uh, things going on like this. That uh, You wonder, how could we ever get into a position or come to a society that would permit such this to go on. We're supposed to be here in our area. We're supposed to be in the Bible Belt. But yet, these things are prevalent in our area just as they are. You know, we used to think of these things as being, oh, they're happening in the big city. They're happening miles away. People, they're happening right here in our county. That's how close they are to us. So they're not that far away. So it is a, a problem that we can just cast aside and say, well, that's not for us to worry about. That's for other people. It's, it's for any God-loving person to be concerned about and to try to do all they can to bring a change about. Now, we talked about earlier about were there warnings that God was given to us? Uh, we mentioned Israel. We mentioned the fact is, and I don't know if anybody saw or not, but I saw where uh, Billy Graham's daughter brought out a message that, in her opinion, and of course, here again, I say this is just her opinion. But it's something to give some thought to. 
But maybe God is saying he's about to give up on us because of all of these immoralities that we're seeing that we're allowing to go on. Maybe these are warnings. I don't know. But it brings the question is, would God give up on us? We, this country was formed on what? A religious belief. People fled Europe to come to a new world, not knowing where they were going, not knowing what they were going to find when they got here, just so they could worship God the way they desired without having a government to tell them what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And yet today, you see what we've come to. And you say, well, would God give up on us? Again, I bring up Israel. How many times did God chastise his own people? Read it in the Bible. How many? Mark down the number of times that he brought them under captivity or under some kind of punishment, if you would say, because of their activities, because of their beliefs, because of their morals. And then come to grips with this. If he would do that to his own people, if he would chastise and punish his own people, what makes us any different? Why wouldn't he do it to us? Why wouldn't he hold us just as accountable as he would hold his own people? So it's something to think about. And as we think about it, I guess the most disgusting thing that comes to mind is with all of this going on, we see how passive the church, how passive they are. Why, why aren't the churches crying out more? Why aren't the churches calling attention to what needs to be done? Why are the churches willing to accept without even putting up a whimper of protest? Would God give up on us? Just look at the things that's happening within the Methodist church. And we won't go into that, but you know what's you know what's happening within the uh, Methodism and the uh, denomination? It's not a pretty sight. It's not something you want to be proud of. It's not something you want to encourage. It's something you want to stand up and fight. Stand up and be, stand up and believe in something. And that something is the Word of God. That's the, only, that's the answer that we have. We can't go on the way we're going. We can't continue to let the secular world have their way and just cast aside the church, our beliefs, our desires. So we, yes, are truly living in these troubled times. 
But as I said, there is an answer. And all we need to do, all we need to do as an individual, as a church, is just to get on our knees and call upon God to intervene. Come forward. Wake the people up. Give them a shock treatment, so to speak. Let them know. Let them know that this isn't your way. This isn't what you want them to be doing. This is what the church stands for. This is what the church advocates. This is what the church should be doing. Shame yourself for not doing God's will. And this is just a general statement to cover the church nationwide, not in not any one particular church. But it's a thing that the church nationwide should be encompassing, just stand up and fight back. Let your voices be heard. Don't whimper down like an old beat puppy and just take whatever and everything that the world throws at you. You have a stronger, by far, a stronger advocate than this world can ever have. As long as you've got Jesus Christ on your side, you have the force that can overcome, that will outdo any and everything. You've got the greatest, you've got the greatest power, the greatest strength that you will ever need. You just have to have the will to use it and to put it into use so that whatever God desires, that His will will come forward. That His will will prevail. And all of these things that we see going on today, let the world know they they're not a part of our life. They're not a part of the things that we believe in. They're not a part of the things that we want to see going on. We, we desire things the way it used to be 30, 40 years ago. Just think how, how things have changed in this period of time. And we're still on that downward slope. How much further are we going to sink? I don't know. I don't know if anybody knows or not. Well, maybe God knows. He, he's in control of everything. So maybe he is letting us go to, we reach a point where we know there's no, no other way. Maybe that's what it's going to take. I don't, again, I don't know. God knows. But I can tell you this. There's going to come a point, there's going to come a time when God is going to come in and he's going to change things. He's going to turn things around. And that's what we're looking forward to today. You know, we often question, how long, oh Lord, are you going to wait? How long are you going to do Remember the song they sung, Come Morning? It said, the last verse says, Sometimes I'm despised and rejected. And I ask, 
question, oh Lord, how long? What was their answer? I take one more look at Mount Calvary and it gives me the strength to go on. So that's our strength today. Just to look the cross on Mount Calvary and what God has done for us through his son going and dying on that cross to bring to us the answers that we are seeking, the answers that we are needing, the answers that hopefully someday soon we're going to reach out and grasp and say, there is a better way. There is a different way. So again, how long, O oh Lord, are we going to wait? What is it going to take? 9 11 didn't do much to wake us up. Is there something more tragic in our future that may be what it will take to? Joke ourselves into accepting a different, better way. So today, as we sing our invitation to Him, this is your invitation to commit yourself to God's way, doing what God asking God each day. What can I do? What do you want me to do? Just lead and guide the way you have me to go. And commit ourselves to that as we sing our invitation. If you have a need to come to the altar for whatever reason, the altar is always open for you. Christ is here, ready and waiting to talk, to comfort, to console you, and whatever your need may be. Everyone stand turn to faith. 57. 57.
each day for the blessings of this life because we know he is our forest true and faithful. And whenever we call upon his name, he always hears and answers. Father, we again lift up our loved ones who are suffering the illness, health problems, personal problems, whatever their needs may be today. We just place them into your care. Father, we ask that you continue to bless this church, this congregation, and just help us, Father, each day of our lives as we go through to be a witness and your disciple for your kingdom here on earth. All these things, Father, we ask. Thank you, your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.